0: From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast, Episode 5 for July 14th, 2016. Thanks for tuning in. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator Mark Johnson. Today, the Freaks welcome guest Ryan Davidson, social meteorologist and weather producer for the Weather Channel's Weather Underground program. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter Phil Johnson.
1: All right, welcome to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. We are in episode cinco. Which Yay! Is Spanish, that's Spanish for five, uh, for those of you that don't speak Spanish. Um, certainly it's great that, that you're listening. And, and again, don't, I say this all the time, but don't forget to subscribe to the show. If you're listening on iTunes or Google play or Stitcher or tune in because number one, it, it gets you the show earlier, at least on iTunes. I, I don't know about the other shows. I always thought MJ that, that, when it was up on Monday, it was up on Monday for everybody, but that's not the case. Oh, iTunes is a
0: little bit slow on the go. Uh, just like my mic was there. Um, oh. It uh, <laughs> it sometimes uh, it sometimes takes uh, up to twenty four hours after I post it to get up on iTunes. But well, if, if you're if not you subscribe, subscribed right? to it, right. Right. Yeah. subscribe to it, you get it right away.
1: Right. So because I I subscribe to the show. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm one of the few subscribers we have, but no, so yeah. I, I would always get it Monday morning and I thought everybody else got it Monday morning. And I guess it, especially in iTunes, as MJ said, if, you, if you're if you not a subscriber, if you search for it, you can't actually find the newest episode maybe until later Monday or even Tuesday. So that's one reason to subscribe is you, you're going to get it right away when it's released. Uh, typically on the Monday mornings, we do that. Um, But we are also finalizing our plans to have two more uh, special presentations. We we did one a few weeks ago with uh, the Weather Junkies, uh, guys from the Weather Junkies podcast. Uh, But we're working on one already. Uh, We're going to do this in August, one on storm photography. And we got some great um, photographers that are going to be a part of that roundtable discussion. Uh, But we're also going to be doing one on weather-related craft beer. In Mm. September, Mm. oh baby, oh yeah,
2: yeah. There's there's one in uh, Penn State called Lightning. It's quite awful, but called Lightning.
1: (laughs) Well, we're not getting them on the show now, are we? (laughs) (laughs) Forget that pint
2: glass. (laughs) I know it was really good. It was very, very good. I'm I'm just kidding.
1: you, you email me Would I, I'm going to assume they probably don't listen to our show, but you can email me that one, Brady, and we'll try and get them on. I've already got four breweries that have agreed to be on the show. Um, All right. The photography show, I've got three great photographers that have already agreed to be on that as well. So, But the point is, if you're not a subscriber, if you don't subscribe to the show on those directories, because those come out opposite of when our biweekly normal show is coming out that you might not get those or even know about them because maybe you're looking for us on a biweekly basis. Um, you might not know about that. So if you're a subscriber, it's going to automatically show up on your iTunes or your Google Play or whatever the minute it gets released. So you'll go, oh, looks like there's a new Stormfront Freaks uh, available. So that's why you want to subscribe.
3: Uh, and you get uh, beer samples too, right?
1: Um, I don't know. We might. We might try and work that that deal out. Um, I'll talk to you about doing. that mess. Since you're in Cincinnati, we got a we, we might have an option there. But anyway, so this episode uh, we're at, we're actually back to one guest. Um, but I'll be honest with you: with this guy, we don't need anymore. We got Ryan Davidson from uh, the Weather Underground show on the Weather Channel. He's here tonight. We're also going to be talking about the trend to edit and enhance, and and even sometimes some people create storm photos and how maybe to identify fakes and and what's going on there. Uh, We've also got our new weather resources segment, and you're going to love our Weather Fools this week. So uh, without further ado, though, we are going to introduce uh, our guest tonight, uh, Ryan Davidson. He is the weather producer and meteorologist with the Weather Underground on the Weather Channel, uh, which airs weeknights, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's welcome uh Ryan
2: Frickin' Davidson. Yay.
4: Yeah. Ryan. Oh, see if you guys had like canned applause <laughs> we're
1: not People that high tech. <laughs> it's all it's us four guys.
4: Studio
3: audiences in the restroom at the moment. We just have a way to make them. it sound better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to ask you this. So Ryan, it's uh great to have you on the show. Um Here's my first question just to start things off. I, I kind of need to know make the story
0: one. behind what's that? I said make it a good one.
1: I don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> no promises on that. But I need to know the story behind the uh, hashtag Dorothy and, and what the heck happened there.
4: Well, did you guys see that, that Dorothy Four from the movie Twister was up for auction?
1: No.
3: Okay.
4: Yes. I... Like the actual prop from the film was up for auction. And so we all caught wind of it, and uh, we started to ask our bosses if they could buy it. The opening bid was $2,000. We are like, please, 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 we'll put it in here, we'll put it over here, uh, we'll do like tours with it, whatever, like we were <laughs> asking our bosses. So then finally, uh, our executive producer sees our boss tweet out something to one of our viewers on the show, they wrote to him with hashtag WUTV and Said, you know, you should, you need, you need to buy this for the cave. And for the listeners, the cave is a set at the Weather Channel. It looks like, I mean, it's, 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 it's a weather cave. Like, yeah, you would build this in if you were meteorologists had a limited resources. We would build this in our basement, touch screens, <laughs> tech, all this stuff, um, and a bar with a cake,
3: wow. which is awesome, and it's a top here hanging from the lampshade.
0: because we do
4: not wear ties after work in the cave uh that's air quotes uh so finally he replies back to this guy and he's like he says something uh, i can't remember the tweet now but he used hashtag dorothy so my executive producer says to me let's light up twitter let's get this to trend can we do that And i'm like oh i can get this to trend i can totally get this to trend so i just Started it off, and then I also have the ability, because I'm the social meteorologist on the show, I also have some limited control of the Weather Channel brand and the Weather Underground brand Twitter accounts. So I just may have retweeted my tweet of a picture of the Weather Cave with uh, a really bad sketch of a Dorothy in the floor of the cave. Uh, And... You know it caught some traction. It was started a trend, I think in some local areas, but unfortunately, uh we probably shouldn't have said anything because maybe we would have gotten the highest bid but <laughs> unfortunately uh I believe we did i have I have no knowledge factually that we did, but I am told that we actually did bid on Dorothy. however, the winning bid was nine thousand dollars or something like that. Oh my uh, gosh some. It was probably prudent that we didn't spend nine thousand dollars on a yeah. useless prop, uh, although it would have been money well spent as far as the meteorologists at the Weather Channel were concerned. Still, not prudent budget-wise. So that. Well, you, you, can, can, that could make, you
1: can make a facsimile probably for what? Oh, hundred. You can blocks? make it for
4: nothing. I did that for my twenty-first yeah. birthday party.
1: <laughs> well, put that sucker in your cage. <laughs>
4: <That's laughs> and how did you use that? <laughs> okay, so, I, I worked at a boatyard and we had these big blue plastic 55 gallon drums. And so, I just cut the top off one. Like I spray Josh. painted it silver. I put a piece of big plastic over it. I spray painted some golf balls and threw it in the top. I built a, a pop riveted in an aluminum cage around it, put some old sensors on it <laughs> and some tape. It looks pretty darn
3: legit. Put, put a, a little sponsored stick. YouTube, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Put, put a little stick figure Dorothy, draw a little stick figure Dorothy on there, set it in the back of the cave, and no one's going to know the difference.
4: No one will have any. No, yeah. It would have been good enough.
1: You, you can surprise <laughs> all the fans and say,
4: ah, surprise, we did get it. Oh, my goodness. Our biggest fear is that, um, is that the, the weather company, the IBM Digital.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Our biggest fear is that they bought it and they're just going to put it in the
1: lobby to. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> so they—they're they're the ones that bought the weather.com side, correct? They bought the digital properties. Okay. So who, so, who currently still owns the Weather Channel? Bannon
4: Blackstone and NBC Universal, I believe, okay. or
1: Comcast, the parent company, whatever they are. Got it. So, I mean, nine grand I... still has got to be a drop in the hat for your, for uh for you guys though right really you built the I cave mean, you had the money to build that sucker well
4: wait till you i mean true we built the cave but it's the smallest set at the yeah. weather channel <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's true. it's exactly that's true. as big as it looks that's true that's uh, true but with all the tech in there it's actually pretty expensive but Mon, you know, it's no
3: overtime for a week and it's done right
1: <laughs>
4: <It's>, yeah, <right. laughs>
3: so, so, so
1: tell us, Ryan, give us a, a background. So how how'd you get hooked up with the cave and the Weather under, Underground show and, and um, how that all come about?
4: Well, yeah, at the Weather Channel, we have a whole department dedicated to building weather graphics, a whole bunch of meteorologists it's called the, we call it WPD, Weather Production Department, and we make all the graphics that television sees. So, I started at the Weather Channel three years ago. Um, started weather producing for, uh, what's the show now? was the mm, late morning show, midday show, day Planner. Good morning,
1: America. Oh, okay. The day view. Planner
4: with Nick okay. Walker and Vivian Brown. Mm. And, uh, so I started that and then, uh, they moved me to mornings to do morning rush with Maria LaRosa Rosa and Mike Bettis. Um, I can't tell you how much fun that was. That was just a, that was a hoot of a show.
3: Um, she's then, from Cincinnati. Maria's from Cincinnati.
4: No, she's not. She's from New Jersey.
3: She was once in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different
4: Maria. She had me, lunch. <laughs> I was like, nope, she's a Jersey girl. We fought New Jersey.
3: Fine. I'm math, just going to mute myself for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> trying to name drop. <laughs> Bye, I did.
0: Sit in the corner.
4: <laughs> um, no, but uh, so I, I worked uh, with them for a while, and then we um, we had the whole network redesign. We got rid of the maps with you know satellite images on them and those white maps, um, which us in the weather production department didn't really care for in the beginning. And then eventually <laughs> we brought the maps back. That's another story. But uh, that, happened <laughs> that happened at the same time. That happened at the same time. Started uh, AMHQ with Sam Champion. And so I stayed on and weather produced that show and weather produced for Sam Champion, um, and then once we started making changes and Sam left the show and uh, Mike and Maria left the show, they I left the show and they had me doing other things and developing the social aspect and how to how to make a television show interactive. So that's that's what I've been attempting to do with Weather Underground is make the show interactive. So so Ryan and, so Ryan I know. Um
2: that when you guys started Weather Underground, it was kind of a push from, you know, the Weather Channel to try and center it more on weather and more on meteorology because it, to some degree, had gotten away from that. Um, And I know that's kind of what the show is about, appealing to like the weather nerd. How has that come along and what what has your response been from starting Weather Underground and, you know, how, 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 how would you rate your success, would you say, in the first, you know, first time period?
4: The first year we're coming up on a year. August twenty fourth will be a year, so we're almost at a year. Um, and I don't know what you're talking about. That like getting back to weather, I don't. It wasn't like Friday and a flick or something, was it? That well, was a yeah. horrible idea. No, well, there. I mean, there was there was a lot of
2: people. I never thought this, but there was, a, there was a lot of people that that were. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I've always loved the Weather Channel, but that was that was kind of the story, and the news. that was whatever. No, no,
4: was. I am with you. I I was a fan yeah. of the Weather Channel too, and when they stopped doing weather. I was yeah. like, what? I'm, "I'm turning the weather channel, and there were these horrible C and D movies on a Friday instead of the weather. Yeah, what was going not. on? <laughs> um, there are only so many like A weather movies that you can do until you have to go to like the those, the C and D movies. Um, yeah. But no, uh, that, that you're right. The the goal of the of Weather Underground and um, the show was to try to bring back the hardcore weather nerds like the not even the weather nerds the weather enthusiasts even if you don't have meteorological knowledge we wanted those people to come back to the weather channel because that's what we do so um the idea of the show was supposed was to be weather nerdy um and we started out really really weather nerdy and we went really hard with that and we realized that we were ostracizing the people on the periphery, the weather enthusiasts. So then we had to, we kind of dialed it back a little bit. So we try to stay, we stay nerdy in ourselves, um, but we try to make it accessible for everybody. Um, you know, we, we, we limit the amount of incredibly complicated graphs and, and statistics. Yeah. And, you know, we do a mosh pit in a lab. I don't know if anybody watched the show tonight, but we did a mosh pit in a lab to explain compressional warming. Um, quite amazing
1: um (laughs) you you guys got you guys need to be able to uh on demand your show um i would love that because you can't because here's my my channel to
4: live stream to everybody too
1: yeah i because i your concept you just talked about that's what i love about the show and i love about the concept because that's what we're trying to do with this podcast Yep. is because what's been out there from a podcast standpoint has really been a lot of science-y, weather-y to uh, meteorologists and stuff like that, which is great. But but it's, as you said, ostracizing the average, just a weather fan, Enthusiast.
0: but I didn't get a
1: degree in meteorology. And Enthusiast. So, thank you. Weather enthusiasts, weather <laughs> geek, weather nerds. I'm nerd, weather. Ryan you know. Um, so I love that about your show and I, so that's why I was so excited around about having you on tonight, because this, this is the, the, this is the public that we are actually trying to reach. Um, the people we're trying to reach that, that are out there that maybe don't even know about us yet because, uh, and maybe you can have some tips on how you guys are marketing to find your audience. Because we, I, easy ways for us to market to the, the weather, um, social media weather people, meteorologists and, and storm chasers and um, all that kind of stuff, easy to find that group of people in social media. But the average, I'm just a weather fan. I might be a storm spotter. I might not even be just a storm spotter. I just like weather and everything else. They're not in that social media group. And so we're trying to find how we're trying to make sure those people are learning about us. And so I was excited about having you on because your audience is the exact audience, which is me, uh, that we're trying to cater to, which are people that love weather. But I don't know all the sciencey stuff. I'd like to learn it. I like to hear about it in layman's terms and everything else. So I can understand that. Um but i i love that about your show so i don't know if you got any great ideas marketing how did you guys how are you reaching your audience
3: so ryan what he's saying is how does he ride your coattails on this
1: <laughs> okay that, that, that's Which, the 10 I mean, second that, version of my two minute. Yeah. I thought
4: Mav was <laughs> muted.
1: How did he get unmuted? Oops. Yeah, we we'll run him, we'll <laughs> him out of the corner. We will run him out of the corner.
4: I I can read through the lines. Uh, however, if, if you, if it was, you know, riding coattails, you're, you're following the wrong person. I've got like three people that follow me on Twitter, so yeah. that's not going to help much, but, um, <laughs> no, um. For us, it's been, it's been an experiment. So the whole thing for me has been an experiment. I, there's a lot of, you you watch TV shows and you watch how they do social interaction and some of them do social interaction. um, And some of them just put social aspects, you know, they'll put comments. You know when they're not addressed and we're also trying to do that effectively we want to put people's opinions as they come into the show um up on the screen while we're talking about a segment like today when we were doing our how what compressional warming you know we had a bunch of people in the weather channel standing in the lab set and they were all over the place and we just put them all back into the middle and we were saying you know it's like a dance you know it's like like a party and everybody goes to the dance floor and you're crowded and stuff gets hot and everybody's together and everybody's hitting each other and that's the idea of compressional warming oh, cool it so, down buddy
1: right who sings that uh, it's getting hot it's getting hot in here so oh, not, oh please not, stop. not you please
2: stop please
4: please stop i'm glad
1: that who I sings that that's what i'm asking but that would have been the perfect song to play except yeah. probably to take off all your clothes part but yeah, we'll edit it. In. You guys all work together. That's all right. It's a big family.
4: Uh, we're, we're not that That's close. Nelly. Nelly. Uh, Nelly, Nelly, should probably keep singing it. Um, That's it, Nelly.
3: Nelly. Uh,
4: so you know it's been an experiment for me. It's because there's you know a lot of research on how to reach social media, but not a lot of research and not a less successful research on how to do live programming and social. So. um, we're not where I want the show to be socially. I want it to be more intrusive into the show. Like if someone tweets us, I want to be able to do like, hey, Mike, hang on. So-and-so just said that the temperature in Providence is not 93 right now, it's 94. And something, you know, like contextual commentary from the average Joe on Twitter. I want to be able to do that. Right now, we have, we'll have answer your questions every half hour, which is really good, and it's getting a good response. Um, but I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure out how to get a lot of people to watch. Uh, we average about, I want to say, like 150 mentions of the hashtag WUTV, hashtag WUTV, um, a day with the show. Wow. Um, on a good day, we can get up to 560, which is nice. And we're, we're not using the Weather Channel's fan base. We're using the Weather Underground's fan base. So we started with the, the weather geeks, the people who didn't know that the weather Underground, or weather Underground was part of the Weather Channel. So that was always the fun thing, was how do you create a show that doesn't destroy Weather Underground's brand? Sure. By telling everybody... Taking the cloak off and saying, "Surprise! Weather Underground has actually been the Weather Channel for the past five years, and you didn't know it um, because they have been all the data, everything, all Weather Channel stuff. So it's been very interesting, and uh, we're learning. We're trying to figure out how to get it right. And
1: so, so how'd you fi- how'd you figure out all you know all the great Coco Raz people and stuff that are part of Weather Underground and every how how'd you? How'd you figure out how to reach those people? Was it just because you had the Weather Underground brand to be able to use at that point? That's exactly it. Right. Okay. Well,
4: because, because we, at the time, were still part of Weather Underground and that brand. that The company hadn't split at that point. Okay. Uh, Weather Underground now belongs to IBM. Um, but we share, we still, you know, we still have, it's a, it's a, it's an amicable divorce. We still share resources. <laughs> um, we, we have shared custody of accounts. So, uh all of it. you have to imagine if you have a PWS or you get emails. Weather Underground will email you when your PWS goes offline,
1: right? P- Wait, There's PWS. Got your email address. What's PWS? Do you not
4: have a PWS?
1: No, sorry. I
2: think I think you saying PDS, a PDS watch, right?
3: No, no, I'm saying
4: no, PWS, no. as yeah, in AMS? personal web
3: station. PMS. You don't have a personal P- web P- station? No. Nope. Nope. Personal
1: web station. Oh, personal Weathers weather person. station. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. No.
0: Um, Mark MJ, you got one, don't you or not? You have a uh yeah, it's pretty pretty lame one, but I yeah. It's I the
1: it's crack. the cup that says how many inches of rain you got and you just pour it out again and
4: <laughs> yeah, report yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but that's that, urine that's cup. the
3: crux.
1: <laughs>
4: hey Ryan,
3: quick question for you. So how much of your job is like when the tweets come in, you're like, yeah, I can't mention that one or oh, oh this is sorry, buddy.
1: Uh a lot. Yeah, I was gonna ask you too, how many times have you laughed on air
0: oh, live? If you're watching you're like,
4: the show, you'll see it. I'll be in the background. <laughs> <and I'm> just, <laughs> I have I have I have the I have the worst poker face ever. I, I will never play cards because I cannot keep a straight face. Uh <laughs> I wear my emotions. So if someone says something mean, I my face, I, I have instant resting bitch face. So it'll just instantly.
1: <laughs>
2: Ryan, you got to give us an example. I'm trying to pick. Yeah,
1: like like most recent. Give us an example. of Some that you've seen. You don't have to say who you, who they came from, but in general, what was it about? Just just initials. Uh, <laughs> just Twitter handles. I'm, I'm Twitter no. no, no, no. So no. Uh,
4: this one from at TWC Alex, Wilson, uh, said, no kidding. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> uh, you know,
4: the, the, there was one today that was commenting about like the diversity of the show. And I was like, okay, seriously. Okay. Um, those, that one I had to let go. Oh, no, the one that's really good. And <laughs> I just remembered it because I was saying this example the other day. So, um, we were discussing haboobs. Oh yeah. We were discussing. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yep. And I think we may have, I don't know if we showed this tweet on air. Sometimes if they're if they're PC enough and they're they're G-rated enough, but still angry, I'll put them on TV just so we can visibly and verbally bash them. Uh because you shouldn't be able to hide <laughs> behind a keyboard. So <laughs> Don't, really? don't tweet me. Don't tweet me angry <laughs> things. I can put you on television and make you look real Tweet dumb. angry.
1: Well, hey, I'll, I'll I'll tweet you our match game haboob question from uh, two, weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. was it? That was only yeah, two. We weeks were talking.
4: Ago. We were talking about the the origin of haboob, and people were saying, "Why don't you just call it a dust storm?" Well, there are differences between a dust storm and a haboob, definition wise, and haboob also. We were saying comes from it, it stems from an Arabic word for dust yep. storm. Somebody writes in, if y'all like Arabic so much, why don't you just? <laughs> and and it, was, it was it was it was it was it was so uneducated, and it was so just absolutely
1: like like a, a bad because they, response. because, because they yeah. said y'all.
4: No, because, well, that, that, I say y'all. I say <laughs> y'all all the time.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, that really? I oh, I didn't know that. Un- okay.
2: Unbelievable, Phil. I'll remember I this.
1: Know. All right. Um,
4: but I, it was one of those that I couldn't let go. I was like, I should let this one go. You don't feed the trolls. You just <laughs> let them go. And it was just so angry about it being an Arabic word. Their Their Twitter handle, <clears throat> I don't remember the name, but the last two pieces of their Twitter handle was like 17. So all I did was respond back with, your Twitter handle has two Arabic characters in it.
1: (laughs) Uh Wow. A little piece of my mind coming right (laughs) back at you.
4: Because he he was so angry about us using Arabic. Like, why don't you just use English? And I'm like... You realize yeah. that everything is comes from somewhere else. Wow. All
1: right. Um, well, I'll tell you what. If if you would like to follow Ryan, Ryan, I guess tell tell everybody how they can uh, reach you on social media or contact you.
4: Well, the easiest way, without having to write down a whole lot of stuff, is hashtag
1: WUTV. WUTV,
4: which is the wow. hashtag we use during the show.
1: You're the master of WUTV.
4: And... Uh, <laughs> And then you will find my Twitter handle, which is at Ryan Davidson weather. And it's WX. Oh, cool. So.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. So uh, now it is time for our lightning round. Uh, so this is the fun two minute speed round of questions that we always have for our guests. And, and so tonight we are playing. These are a few of my favorite things. So we're going to have Ryan do his best Julie Julie Andrews.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, Wait,
0: what is that? A, is that from a movie, Phil? What? kick him out. Really? Wait. What?
2: Okay. Okay. I, I, I just explain to me what movie this is from. I'm not sure what you're talking.
1: Ryan, about. Ryan, Grace, Grace, our intern, on uh, what movie this is from, please.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm the intern now. I'm not an intern on the show. <laughs>
4: oh my God. You are now. Wow. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive that you don't know the Sound of Music.
2: No.
4: Oh, oh oh they also yeah. play that song around Christmas time on the radio ad nauseum.
2: Yep. yep. Okay, I'm sorry. My mom brainwashed me with that movie when I was young. I just forgot
3: it. Come on, Brady, your last name was is a fine bad prop ed- for crying
1: <laughs> out loud. <laughs> that was a oh. bad experience for him. He's got later <laughs> hose made from Drake's closet at home.
3: <laughs> so Ryan
1: seems to have uh, some regular Twitter followers that he interacts with through the show, so we figured we would share some of uh, some of the f- his favorite things with them. So, Ryan, are you ready for this, brother? I don't know. But we'll... <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if so we, we are either. <laughs> these, are, these are a few of my favorite things. I'm just, we, we got two minutes, and I'm going to rattle off uh, what's your favorite this, what's your favorite that. First thing that comes to your head, it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite, but what's the oh. first thing that comes to your head? So it might be your top five. Um, I but whatever the first
4: podcast, not a not a
1: psychoanalyst, yeah, uh, yeah. dude, we're a little bit of everything. You have a couple beards, and we're Keep definitely a little bit Sigmund of everything. Freud <laughs> out of this, all right. So, MJ, uh, I need you to time Who's us. That? Uh, all right, so we're gonna do two minutes. You ready? Ready, let's Here do it. Here we go. All right, favorite movie, Jaws, favorite oh. singer or band, Switch Switchfoot. Ooh. All right, favorite vacation spot. Eastern Long Island. Oh. Favorite US city not named Atlanta.
4: Uh New York.
1: Oh, East Coast. No. He's just Fa- playing to the crowd, that's all. Favorite cereal. <laughs> oh.
4: Well, I'm going to have to go with not healthy because healthy cereals aren't favorites. Uh it have to be like Lucky Charms. Yes! Oh my oh, god! I was going to say
2: delicious. that. There is a right answer to that, and that was it. Lucky All
1: right, favorite eatery? <laughs> Jaws. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> Dino's Pizza on Long Island.
1: Okay. Oh, another All right. favorite favorite shirt. favorite shirt? What's your go to shirt? My go to shirt? My go-to shirt has to be the my Iron Man shirt. Nice. Oh. All right, favorite place for a drink?
3: Oh, man. The weather underground. <laughs> the weather. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, 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 Um. <laughs> after hours. Home,
4: actually.
1: <clears> home. <throat> All right, what's your favorite drink? Blue Point Toasted Lager. Wow. Okay.
3: Brady's Shirley Temple. All
1: right. Favorite concert? Maroon Five. Favorite oh. TV series? Oh. Um, Fixer Upper. Favorite ice cream flavor? Moose Tracks. And last, last question what is your favorite podcast? Come
4: so on! Many. Oh my! Seriously, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Is there a
3: shepherd's hook somewhere? It's
4: a bunch of freaks. Um... <laughs>
1: oh,
3: what's All your right, name, Colin?
1: Colin? Close enough. We'll we'll have you do a plug during the break since you didn't it's get it right on that one. It's the way
3: he said it, you
1: know. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, great job. That was, <laughs> that was awesome, fun. Ryan. So uh, great contestant. All right. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna discuss editing storm photos and what's real and what's not but in the meantime here is storm school with brady harris this is storm school
5: where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon why they happen where they happen what causes them some topics we'll cover will things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot welcome to storm school class is in session yeah. Hey what's up guys, welcome to Scorn School, I'm Brady, and today guys we're going to be talking about how a tornado forms. So everyone get out a pen, a piece of paper, because this is going to be some good stuff to give you some information for the future when you're looking at, you know, how does a tornado form and what environment it forms in. So um, basically um, a tornado can form from, you know, a supercell thunderstorm or just a regular thunderstorm, although most of the time it forms from a supercell thunderstorm. In a super south thunderstorm, um, there's something called wind shear. All wind shear is, you know, you might have heard it in previous episodes, but it's wind that changes speed and direction with height. So what that does is if you have, you know, say at one level of the atmosphere, you have wind coming from the north at 30 miles an hour. And then a little higher up, you have wind coming out of the south at 50 miles an hour. Um, What that does, that'll create rotation in the air. Um, so you'll have, you know, these mini, what they're called, vortices in the air that are already pre-existing, spinning. Basically, they're called tubes of air. Now, when a thunderstorm goes, you know, rolls over top of those tubes, um, you know, the updraft will actually pick that those tubes up and tilt it up into the storm. Now, the updraft is a vertically rising column of air. So you have these horizontal spinning tubes being picked up into the storm, being turned. Into the storm, basically causing the updraft now to take on that rotation, take on that spin as it goes up into the atmosphere. So then that'll create a rotating updraft. That'll create a supercell, and then eventually um, you'll have a downdraft develop right you know right next to it in, in the rain because you know there'll be rain cooled air, and as that downdraft extends to the ground, it interacts with that rising, twisting air as it's going up in the atmosphere, and that'll cause basically a tornado to start to form. Now that tornado will only get to the ground once that downdraft makes it all the way to the ground. And once it does, it can get stronger based on if you know it picks up stronger rotation if the updraft and downdraft strengthen. That will determine the strength of the tornado is the strength of both of those updraft and downdraft. Um, you can see it a lot better, you look up on um, graphics basically on the internet there's a lot of examples of tornadoes and and them forming with interactions between the downdraft and the updraft you can see it makes a lot more sense when you have an illustration a picture in front of you to see those two interacting but that's basically how a tornado forms it's still very uncertain how it exactly forms um, but that's right now the best theory and it's a pretty good one it's it's not perfect but It definitely describes um, and it helps us predict where tornadoes are going to form. If you want to try and predict um, if a tornado is going to form from a storm or not, look at two things. Look at helicity, which is all that is, is, is it's the potential for a storm's updraft to rotate. So it's basically measuring how many of those vortex tubes are in the air around a storm. And then the second criteria is wind shear. That's basically what we talked about before. And you're looking for values, you know, over 30 knots. And that'll allow a storm to rotate a lot easier. That'll allow an updraft um, a lot easier. So the key here is rotation within a storm and what will cause that because that is ultimately what causes a tornado. Well, thanks for joining me today on Storm School. If you have any more questions, you can look at my... uh, PM me on Twitter at YL weather, or you can uh, send a question in the show. All right. Back to the podcast. <laughs> okay.
1: Welcome back.
3: <laughs> nice. I didn't
1: know what to do on that count in, uh, but Hey, so we want to talk about the trend where photographers, you know, like to enhance their storm photos. Um, and, and some people honestly just create Photoshop them and create storm photos. But you know that that kind of seems the seems to be the trend right now to catch people's attention is to take a photo, but then really enhance it or edit it or do something to get a bit of a, a bit of a wow effect. And I, I want to just briefly re- reference uh, an article from The Wire dot com. This was by Rebecca Greenfield. It's called "Think Before You Retweet: How to Spot a Fake Storm Photo." Which is kind of interesting because on the article, she uses a couple of examples you can look at that and how she references how they're fake or how you can tell they're fake. But <laughs> the thing I love about the article is she talks about she referenced it as storm porn. Uh, storm porn, which.
2: <laughs> like, oh, uh, I got it I Why think, is that you know? a thing? That, like, weather porn.
3: It's weather porn. It's cloud porn. It's storm porn. What's her title again? Doctor what?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. But storm porn, I just, I that obviously caught my attention when I, I saw that popped out from the page. Um, but she talked about, she It's not what you
2: think, Grandma. She Please.
1: said recycling, recycling and forging storm porn. So what's going on? Why, why are people doing that? And why do people have to do that? And what's legit? Well,
2: Phil, so I, I've seen a lot of these. You know, I follow a lot of people on Twitter that post. Storm photos and all this other stuff, and some of them are amateur, um, you know, photographers. Some of them are TV meteorologists. But so I think, in my opinion, I don't, I don't see a problem at all with someone going on and and taking a great photo, but maybe the lighting's a little dim, or they want to, because I, you know, I, I try and take uh, photos of storms, photos of lightning, photos, you know, not tornadoes, or seen one, sadly, but. You know, I don't see a problem with them going and changing the photo so it looks better. You know, where where I do see a problem is if someone, for example, is there's some sort of storm or there's a tornado going on and they take a, you know, they take a picture of that and go and, you know, slap an EF5 tornado when it might just be a rope tornado or something like that. I think that can be very dangerous and I think... I've seen that before, where a bad storm will roll through and someone will post a picture of a tornado, and it causes unnecessary panic, and it, and it causes people to not trust, um, you know, certain social media outlets. But I don't, you know, I don't really see a problem at all with going and enhancing a photo to make it look better. You know, I think you can't control that first of all because it's social media. But you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see that much of a problem with that.
1: Uh, Here, here's, but here's. I think, I think this is the issue. Is, is, it, it creates. Obviously, you're doing it for the wow effect, and I've seen everything now from 360 degree camera images uh, to to be able to see the the breadth of a storm uh, to to changing the um, different coloring of the photo to contrasting the photo. Um, and those are things, and I'll be honest with you, those are things that truly, they catch my attention as well. And like, wow, look at that and everything else. But here's the truth. None of that crap looks like what it really freaking looks like. Yeah. So what, what is, how far is too far with that? Because it, yeah, it catches my attention too. And it's exciting. And I've tried to do it a little bit with my own stupid iPhone. Uh, to change the color up a little bit, make it look a little bit better. But but what's going too far? Because there are some things that's like, that's really cool. But if I were to be where you are right now when you took that photo, that's not what that freaking looks like. <laughs> no,
0: I, I agree. Also- I, I, I want to see, see what it really looks like. I mean, that's, you know, but it's, a, it's one of those social media things. Everybody wants to be the social media star. And so everybody's trying to one up the next person. And Wait, that's, do you, that's where I have a bit of a problem with.
3: Do you mean like slow mowing lightning down or something?
0: <laughs> hey,
2: I do that. That's great. <laughs>
3: Fantastic. I'll watch that crap. I just... No, I
2: don't care if it's, I you know just what? Saw I saw that
3: last it's
2: night. If, it's fake. if If the picture looks great, you know, I'm not going to be able to get to that storm in time to see it. So if it's going to give me more entertainment value, like... I don't have a problem with that. You know,
4: if, if it's not hurting anybody. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-mm. No.
2: Okay. Oh my God. No. Here we go. No, if it's not. If it's
4: and now, not... and now, you have just committed the ultimate sin, because it looks awesome and it brings more entertainment value. Then I'm going to use it.
2: Well, no, I'm not going to use it. I will not. I will... Bad Brady. He'll
1: create it. He's no, not no, going to no, use no, it. No. He's just going to create no, it. No,
2: I, I said I'll. It. I when so when I take pictures I will um I won't edit them you know I won't if, if it's a bad shot I'm not going to edit and try to make it look a, like a good shot and I have 200 followers on Twitter so it's not like um you know I'm here making these great <laughs> pictures yeah and so my thing is as a as, as just strictly a consumer of it um like if it if it looks great I'm not going to go and say I'm not going to go and promote this and be like oh look at this Storm photo. This is 100% real. Like I know that you know it's probably manufactured somewhat, or maybe the lighting's changed a little bit. But as a weather guy, like um, if it's not you know someone saying there's a tornado here when there's really not, or someone saying there's this crazy lightning storm when it's just sprinkling, you know, and and, and they're not trying to. I guess if they are trying to get fame for it, then I guess I would have a little bit of a problem. But if they're just posting out there and being like, hey. Look at this cool shot I did, and I have, you know, upgraded, enhanced it a little bit, but, you know, that takes that takes skill to do, in my opinion. Um, it also takes skill know. to
4: take a good picture on its own.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right, Ryan. Do that. But I know. I guess, I guess the weather guy in me is just kind of, it, it does irk me a little bit, but at the same time, I guess, um, I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Well, Ryan, what, what tell me, because you, you're having to filter through all that stuff, uh, I'm sure, in your role. What, what are you doing to say, yeah, this is legit, this is over the top, uh, this is fake, even? The,
4: the biggest filter in doing that is uh, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So you should probably research it. The Google reverse image search is an amazing tool. If we think a picture is maybe not legit, we'll throw it into Google image search and if and we'll find out if it actually like comes up in the search or something like it. And then Wait, we'll be able to it from there. Yeah, I didn't how even do, know
1: that existed. Yeah, how really. do you do that?
4: You go to, uh, it's like image.google, it's like you type in like Google image search and it'll bring up a, my phone keeps responding every time I say Google. <laughs> keeps lighting up. Um, <laughs> It's like, what do you want me to do? Stop. Nothing. Um, No, if you type in that uh, into the search bar, it'll bring up a page and it looks just like the regular search, but it'll say, hey, do you want to, you can put in a URL of a picture or you can put in the picture itself and it'll actually look for other pictures based on that URL or pictures that look like it. So for example, some people who make those composite images um, like throwing a what was a good one uh, a wall cloud in front of the Statue of Liberty and calling it super, <laughs> super sandy um, right, right, right. Yeah. You know from an Oklahoma thunderstorm in the behind uh, the Statue of Liberty you you can toss it in there and it'll bring up pictures that have similar composition
0: that one <laughs> yeah
4: one'll uh, it'll, it'll bring up pictures with similar composition and colors. Um, it it sometimes makes a perfect match, but other times, you know, then you have to go through and go, Hmm, this looks the same. This looks the same. So maybe somebody did a little cutting and pasting in Photoshop. Photoshop is a fantastic tool. And as a person who's taken photos and used Photoshop, it's amazing. Um, It's also an easy way for somebody who is looking for retweets, looking for attention uh, and not good with photographs to do amazing things. It's great software. And, and that's the problem. really great software. so you have to be as the consumer, you have to know what you're consuming um, and like your article says, you have to think before you retweet yeah and see Ryan, we do it I, too
2: I, I agree with that I, I think people that just you know don't necessarily take a good picture, but they just photoshop something like a walkout in front of you know the statue of Liberty i i don't I don't like that um, at all. I think what really where I was kind of hitting, what I was kind of talking about was people that take photos and maybe just go and, you know, edit them and change the lighting and some of that stuff. Um, I think that's okay. But I, I do agree with you that, you know, putting a wall cloud behind the Statue of Liberty, that people should not be able to get attention for that. Um, but they- Although if you
4: start seeing those pop up tomorrow, that's probably legit. If you saw yeah. the storms went through Manhattan today <laughs> – uh, yeah. There was a wall cloud coming through Manhattan. Not a wall cloud, I'm sorry, a uh, shelf cloud um, coming through. Yeah. The, uh, I outside. took a
1: picture of it. Here it is right here. <laughs> oh, <that's totally laughs> yeah, I just, totally I just legit. flew back from Nice lighting. Inside. Time for the podcast. Oh, my God. That's
4: amazing. <laughs> Your private jet is, it must be from NASA. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
3: Um, I think I just really saw something. A lot. I think I just saw something too. I think there's a guy who has, and I can't think of his name. I just saw it. He, he gets all these end of the world weather photos sent to him. And I was just like, for like three seconds, I saw it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to come back and look at that to see what it is. And I I don't oh, know what just popped in my head. I have no idea. I'm going to go have a beer now. Never mind. Get back in the corner. <laughs> all right, Chuck. <sorry.
4: laughs> oh. Was trying to you were on a roll there i was interested
1: and then all yeah. of a sudden it was <laughs> i was interested i was interested i was really interested and
4: then i, I was really swollen. intrigued and all of a sudden the, the brakes got slammed on and i didn't have my seatbelt on yet and my face is in the windshield but i don't know where to go
3: um it's really, it's really
4: late yeah I, I, and i i kind of debate too because when you take a good picture and maybe when because when you see it versus when the camera sees it or when any of you if i take a picture it may not look exactly as what I just saw. Like when you see HDR photography, well, it's not exactly what you saw, but it's closer than what the camera saw because it kind of adjusts all the different exposures like your eyes would do. So it kind of looks slightly more realistic um, as long as you don't over process it. But at the same time, it'll never look the same to anybody else. And so if you go in to adjust it to how you saw it or how you think you saw it, I mean, if, you're, if it's art, art is the interpretation of the artist and the person viewing art. If it's meant to be documentarian, and you're starting to adjust things for different purposes, like, oh my god, this house just got destroyed by a tornado. Yeah. And this is the F5. Yeah. Looks like yeah. a big... I mean, that's, that's the difference. I mean, I, part of me doesn't like the whole adjusting photos, but at the same time, you're, it's art.
1: And that, that's, I think, a legitimate point, you know, as you're differentiating between what's art and what's what's real. Um, I think then you just have to describe it that way or or make sure it's presented that way as opposed to this is what, what I really saw and what really happened. But Well, you have to, yeah. like,
3: slow-mo the lightning, too. Otherwise, you're like, what was that? I don't know. Well, let's just move on. Yeah,
2: and I agree with that, too, folks, because I think – um, I think if we don't make that distinction, we can, that, you know, there's there's some dangerous things that can happen, and they're, like history can be, you know, kind of interpreted differently than it actually was. So I, I do, I, you know, I'm coming around. I, I definitely, that's news. And that, and that's, what I, that's what I was trying to say earlier too. I just, what I was not saying it very well was, I enjoy whether art, and I think consuming it is, you know. And I, and I know, I, you know, when I see a picture, I usually can tell the difference because I've looked at enough.
1: Between, oh. You know,
2: okay, no, that's what I'm telling my guy.
1: Wow. That's that's <laughs> special. That's a special <laughs> talent. Oh, my gosh. Here we go.
4: But. but. maybe <laughs> you could see what we were doing.
2: <laughs> I, say I agree. I, I am agreeing with you guys in saying that there, there needs to be a distinction made uh, because of social media out there. You know, there's we've gotten to a point where, you know, no one knows what the heck they're looking at, whether it's real or not. And I think that can be that can be dangerous, especially for people trying to coordinate, you know, warnings or um, tell people what exactly is going on. Um, So so I'm with you guys. So we're not we're not too far apart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Social
4: is hard to police. You're you're never going to be able to do it. You're always going to have the people who want the clicks, who want the likes, who want the retweets who want the shares and the problem inherently lies with those of us who consume it. If you consume it and share it as legitimate, then that is the bigger problem. The person who does it uh, is, is unpoliceable. The policing is in the, is in the, the respectable people that share it as truth. That's when it becomes. uh,
1: On that note though, too, I've always got an issue with the, the weather photo snobs. That are like, ooh, that's that's incorrect. I hate the people that keep retweeting the incorrect photos. How do they not know? I was like, that well, is easy. not a boob. That is right, right. <laughs> Those that is are m- That's <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, well, are right. you
2: talking about me?
1: No, I wasn't actually that yeah. time. That was the one time. I, was with, mad.
2: I am not. A, I promise, guys, I am not. A no, word. no, no.
1: Seriously, I, I, I didn't think I was talking about you.
2: Well, I'll I, let you I know tomorrow. Of, I, I sort of did that earlier. So. All right.
1: No, it, really I'm not. I'm, I'm, you really am not. Know, there are on social media. There's always your, your weather snobs that are better than everybody else, but tell us what you think. Uh, you can comment by email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or through Twitter at stormfrontfreak, or you can visit our website, stormfrontfreaks.com as well. We'll, we'll always share some of the responses we get uh, on our next show. And uh, so what we're going to do, let's take a quick break. When we come back, you'll hear the team's nominations for our Weather Fools and our new segment of Weather
0: Resources. You're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. And now a quick word from our friends at Entropy Technology Design, makers of the Nimbus line of storm detection devices. The Nimbus 4 Storm Detector combines the power of three microprocessors and patent-pending antenna design to give you real-time information about storms as they form, move, and become a threat to your location. The Nimbus has the ability to see nearly invisible storms as they form and also to detect storm activity as far away as 600 miles. It can see the fast-changing conditions that increase the possibility of tornadoes. The Nimbus can track up to 50 storms at the same time, focusing on the storm activity that can directly impact you. The weather changes quickly, and the Nimbus tracks it all and keeps you informed about the changing levels of danger until your location is safe. The Nimbus is the next generation of storm detection and safety. Go to www.nimbus4.com for more information. And don't forget to enter our contest to win a Nimbus 4 device valued at over $800. For details, visit www.stormfrontfreaks.com or our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Now back to the podcast.
1: All right, we're back. Uh, Time for Weather Fools. Brady, go ahead. All right, guys. Well, it's everyone's
2: favorite part of the show, Weather Fools, where we go into or we talk about across the country in the past week or two some people that may have not been the smartest when it comes to weather. So I'll start off with my weather fool of the week. Um so there was a TV station down in Atlanta where the I believe there uh one of their meteorologists went on air and was warning everybody about basically a flesh eating uh bacteria that was in the water um off you know off the Gulf off the Gulf coast on the beach um and he said that it came from fecal matter and that everyone needed to get out of the water right now. And what ended up happening was there was no flesh-eating bacteria at all. A huge panic was started. Like, no one went in the water. for Whoever watched that newscast, everyone was, you know, social mediaing it, if that's even a verb. I don't even know. But, you know, it, was, it went everywhere, and there was a huge panic, and it was just very, very, very dumb because it was, there wasn't even a bacteria in the water. It was just some local, you know, sewage plant. That didn't even get to the ocean, so it wasn't, you know, just when people when people mispread information, it's not the best.
3: Wasn't that but, a scene from Caddyshack, though? Baby Ruth in the pool or something? It,
2: it yeah. might have been that. Baby Ruth watching that movie instead That's
0: so of watching They, uh, they, they made the great friends with the Chamber of Commerce.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't very smart. But Bill, I think. Uh, so
0: yeah,
1: I got one too, uh, Brady. Mine's mine's uh, on storm chasers, but a, a different kind of storm chasers. This is from wibw.com. Uh, they they talked about, uh, it was called traveling contractors are looking to prey on storm damage victims. Here's what to be on the lookout for. So the other kind of storm chaser that's out there, and, and of course there are reputable ones as well, but you do have to be careful. Cause the other kind of storm chaser is the uh, contractor that's out uh, to help roof your home after uh, hail damage or uh, repair things. And they are, they're not local. They're not in your community. Uh, they're simply out chasing work. And again, there are reputable ones. Uh, so I don't want to throw them all under the bus, but the article did a good job uh, about identifying uh, what to be on the lookout for. And, and um, if, if you are involved in any storm damage uh, buyer, beware. So we will we'll, – we'll, we'll, what's that?
2: You can call me. If you ever have storm damage, you can call me. I promise uh, I'm, I'm licensed.
1: Yeah.
3: What, is he looking for work now too? Yeah, or what? I don't know.
1: Well, he's an intern. <laughs> yeah. He needs money. So we'll, we'll, post, we'll post all that on stormfrontfreaks.com and, and uh, uh,
3: links to those articles.
1: Uh, let's jump to the new weather resources. Maz, take us through that.
3: It's time for weather – wait, have we haven't we come up with a different name yet for this thing? We're still working no. on it.
2: WX. All
3: right. we, we All right. have... Oh yes, WX
0: resources,
2: W-X, which stands for weather. I think,
3: That's
0: right? right, MJ. Take it away on this one. Hey, okay. um I, you know, again, I'm a pure amateur, right? I'm not a, a meteorologist. I like, I'm the weather enthusiast guy. um So there's a a, a piece of web web based, you know, web based software. It's a web app, right? That. Um, I have found in the last couple of years, um, and, and I can say, unfortunately, it used to be free. Um, and it was a great, great, great free resource. Now they're charging for it, but it's still pretty good. And I don't know if any of you have ever used it or not, but it would be, uh, it's called uh, Simu AWIPS, SimuAWIPS, S-I-M-U-A-W-I-P-S. Um, and it's, um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like weather software. You, you can get radar, of course, on it, but you can get radar on a million things. With this, you can overlay all kinds of other information, whether it be, um, you know, whether it be some of the other pieces that you would get from radar or lightning or, um, you know, mezzo, whether there's meso uh, um, activity or TVS to activity, um, you can also get forecast charts and you can get, and it's got, it's a console that has several panes in it. So you can bring different things up in the different panes. I use it when I'm doing um, net control for our storm spotting because I can get several different looks at different pieces of the weather zoomed in on exactly where I'm looking for, uh, and it's pretty cool. too. To and that used
1: to be to free, right? But what what is it now?
0: Yeah, it's now it's it's eight ninety nine a month. Ooh, okay, uh, for a subscription. You know, I um, think there's just... had... There's a, I think there's a thing with the
3: National Weather Service that has like an experimental page on there that does something like that, too. It might still be free.
0: They they do. Yeah, it's not quite as full featured as this. I mean, they've done a really okay. good job. Again, I you know, shout out to them because I use it um i know there's lots of resources like it too but it certainly might be one that people want to you know want to take a look at yeah as I, I remember using student. it when it was free
1: and it was good yeah. it was very, very very and stuff that i wouldn't even know how to use but certainly exactly. some great stuff that that i could use and yeah yeah all right
0: um and again they have a discount they got like a couple two three bucks off a month for students and, and uh and, and, interns. Yeah, and, and interns
2: yeah and get an intern coupon Bill, I'll just send you my bill, all right?
3: That's Excellent. So, hey, nice segue. Let's let's go to the intern now for Oh, his, so I'm the
2: intern. I've got a nickname and I and i and I don't know if I like it, but alright. So <laughs> my WX resource this week is the Mezzo or Meso as I like to call it analysis from the S P T. It's Mizo it's Meso, right? I've heard a bunch of people call it one way or the other. Mezzo. I think yeah, we, it's mezzo. We should, we should, we should have a uh, look around talking about mezzo. But anyway, um, so it's the mezzo analysis from SPC. A lot of you probably uh, might have heard of this before, um, but if you haven't, go check it out. SPC is basically, um, you know, all across the United States. You can zoom into certain regions and get things like tape, wind shear, um you can overlay the radar, you can overlay pressure, you can overlay upper levels, all these different things um, that can help you look, um, find out sphere, where the severe is going to go, why it's forming. you know you'll you'll see a tape bull'seye and then in an hour you'll see storms fire up over. and it's really cool um, to help you um, in your weather forecasting skills, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily um, are you know they're learning how to do because it's a hard thing to do. That's a place to go. Um, I know I go there all the time. Every What's that day. called again? The Mesoanalysis, SPC. Well, okay, so it's the Storm Prediction Center. Um, you, you can just go to their homepage, and then um, on one of the links on the top, it'll say uh, Mesoanalysis. Okay, gotcha, go, gotcha. You know, and you'll go to that page, and it's um, it's all right there at your fingertips for
3: free. Awesome, awesome. Which takes us to the big man, Phil. Next.
1: All right. So, Hey, so we just had last episode, it was on uh spotter spotter networks and, and Skywarn, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so one of the things I want to bring up for those that are interested in um, either Skywarn spotter training or even advanced training a um, couple of resources. Number one, I, I caught that the national weather service out of Memphis and others might be doing this as well, but the national weather service out of Memphis. Um, if you go to YouTube and you just search NWS Memphis Spotter Training. They actually do a YouTube advanced spotter training and basic spotter training class that you can just watch. Uh, they do all the video right on the screen and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also in episode four, when we talked about that, we also taught my weather resource was MetEd, uh, which is meted.ucar.edu. They also have spotter training courses with all their other weather courses that are free and available online as well. So that's mine. So that that does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you like the show, uh, always tell a friend and, and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Um, those reviews are important. And and if you didn't like it, tell us, uh, tell us uh, instead of a friend. Uh, but give us a review anyway. We always like those reviews no matter what. Uh, we're going to be honest. We're honest people. So we want to answer your questions or discuss your comments on future shows. So send us your thoughts to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or Twitter at Stormfront Freak. And we always uh, give out a special shout out and thanks to our guest, uh, Ryan Davidson, tonight. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Let's go. Sorry, for MJ hey, Brady. And-
2: Wait, Phil, Phil, Phil. Can I, can I send us off with some hot cross buns?
1: What? Cross, what
2: on the flute hot cross buns
1: um go ahead and play what you want i'm i'm giving the all clear <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right. mj just mute him
1: <laughs> so for for mj for brady the intern and for maz uh i am going to signal the all clear we will catch you next time and this is not going to be our future closing song but we wow. we love it anyway
3: wow let
0: it go Cheers, All right. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our biweekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.